Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And this is Gabrielle. Today, I want to talk about music and how we use it within our lives. So technically, it will be how I've used it, but I've, I know other people that have equally used it in the same references and ways that I've done. So this is nostalgic in a way of talking about growing up, the different types of music that I listen to. It might not necessarily be the same music that you listen to, but it is nostalgic for me. And also it will be discussing kind of growing up, going to a, I went to a Catholic school. It was small and I'm also growing up being bullied. So it's going to, there's going to be some more dynamic to this conversation. It's not going to be happy-go-lucky all the time. So, But it need, needs to be discussed, or at least for me. And I know that there are people who have also dealt with the same things. So here we go. Music for me, and if you've read any of my blogs, I have the one that's Music and the Writing Process, A Match Made in Heaven, that certain songs can invoke just some really awesome imaginative scenes and able to get some inspiration into what you're writing. And I know that I use it a lot for just sitting and daydreaming sessions, to, to be honest. And that a lot of my ideas come up that way. But also a lot of my ideas like poetry and short stories are m more emotionally based. So the music invokes that within me. Another blog post that I posted um, recently was my uh, music indu uh, memory inducing music, excuse me. And that was when you listen to a particular song that perhaps was played a lot during a certain time or was very prominent. Maybe the video was always on you know, back when MTV and VH1 actually played videos. Or you just, that just happened to be one of your favorite songs at the time. And when you listen to it now, you can kind of be transported back to that particular moment in time that you used to listen to it. So on my blog, I said, the one song, Blind Melon, No Rain, it invoked a lot of summertime vibes for me, and I could smell the chlorine from the, the pool, the sun, the freshly cut grass, and just the warmth. And it just just takes me back to that moment. And it's it's very visceral. That it's it's almost as though I'm there. And like I said in the blog, I know I've been saying a lot of my blog, this is like a shameless plug for the blog. Please go read it <laughs> um, on the website. I pretty much said that it was as close as you're gonna get to an actual time machine. So you're not only getting the memories from that song, but you're also getting the feeling, at least for me. And I know that there are other people who have experienced stuff like that, especially people who have, that are very, very much embroiled in music playing on a regular basis. Whether you play music yourself and also enjoy listening to it, it doesn't matter because it's part of your life and you've integrated it into everything that you do. And for me, in the beginning, music was just 
fun to list just just fun there was like some you could dance to it it was enjoyable and then it became more of a comfort and a way of escaping the reality that I was living and the words to certain songs rung out to me and were speaking to me about how my life was and how other people were dealing with it and how I was trying to get everything straight in my head and to just having some really great daydreaming sessions and helping with my writing to be creative, to be inspired. And also just to tune out people <laughs> and having this, the music going on for long journeys. Not that I take that many long journeys, unfortunately. I'm pretty much stuck in New Jersey forever. But anyhow, when I was about eight years old, I started to really, like, in earnest, listen to Simon and Garfunkel and Paul Simon. Specifically Paul Simon, but I loved Simon and Garfunkel, obviously, because they're great. And um, my mom was a big influence on me and the type of music that I listened to. My mom was a, a, si a 60s child, and she was a hippie, so she had all the original LPs, records, and... 45s from the time and she would play them constantly so she would play um 93.3 WMMR which played classic like they would play like recent stuff and like you know things that were out at the time as well so I was very much in the know of what was going on in the current music scene but also what my mom would listen to fr throughout the years my dad was into big band music he was from like the older generation like I've said and he loved Frank Sinatra. So I had a pretty good eclectic mix to what I was listening to. So besides the stuff that was out at the time when I was younger, I was also listening to things that were at least 20 years to, to 30 or 40 years older. And I appreciated the, the writing style of Paul Simon. And he still, to this day, is my favorite songwriter. The song Patterns, if you haven't heard it, please look it up. The words are beautiful. Like, I can't even, I can't even express to you how much they speak to me in a sense of how my life was. And, and even in now, um, at eight years old, you can be only so introspective to life. <laughs> but when I got older, I... I viewed that song in a different light, and I, I do currently. But it's a great song. Please check it out. Listen to the words. They're great. I was listening to Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, the Yardbirds, the Birds, the Mamas and the Papas, and, uh, and then I got really heavily into the Monkees when I was in, I would say, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So everybody's, like, listening to, I think, I think it was 7th grade? when Green Day Dookie came out. And that was like the biggest thing. So I remember having, I got a um, cassette single for this girl for, it was the um, Pollyanna that we had to do for the holidays. Of course I got the girl whom I didn't like, <laughs> who made fun of me consistently and I had to buy her something. And I'm like, this, this bitch. <laughs> but anyway, I was not... <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like that music. 
it just wasn't prominent in what I was listening to. I knew of it. It was there, but it wasn't what I was listening to. So, of course, it just gave them, the, the kids, more fodder to make fun of me for whatever reason. I swear they just made up shit at some point. Like, <clears throat> whatever they could find incorrect f about me, like, to them, they would make sure that I was aware of it. It's like, did you know that your hair is always in braids? So, my mom always uh, braided my hair. So, I got made fun of that because, you know, I'm just getting older. So... Uh, and my hair was super long because my mom would only trim it. I never really got a really big haircut. So in sixth grade, I got my hair cut. I got 18 inches cut off. My hair used to be down past my knees. And then all of a sudden, it was up to my shoulder blades. I had straight hair. After that chop, I didn't have straight hair anymore. It was very, very curly. Um, I didn't know how to handle it. I got made fun of because I didn't put product in my hair because I hated how it like be crunchy I didn't really know how to handle curly hair because I never had it before. <laughs> and, you know, I had, I remember the specific point in school that I would was standing in line for lunch and I could hear these two, these two boys behind me making mention that they could get lost in it and they could just, if they just put a pen in, I would never know and stuff like that. So yeah, that was always fun. Um, I also started to gain weight in seventh grade. Puberty, it's the greatest thing ever. And depression, great. <laughs> seventh grade, I almost failed because I just gave up. And any time that I was able to either not be there or listen to music and put my headphones on to just escape everything around me, I would. And that's what I did. I would either make a mix CD or cassette, depending on whatever I had available, and tune everything out so that I didn't have to deal. Like, I knew it was happening, but I didn't want to deal with it because if I faced it, I think I probably would have broken down a lot more than I had, and maybe more things would have happened, and I might not be here today if it wasn't for that. And I and I don't say this flippantly. I do suffer from depression. I have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and I think I've had it for a very long time, but I've only actually just faced it and just was like, there's something obviously wrong. Let's deal with this. So I know that it stemmed from a lot of these incidents because it does affect you mentally. And when it's consistently done on a, on a daily basis and that you had to hand, deal with that from first grade to 12th grade, it can really mess you up. Eighth grade, I switched it up a little bit. Instead of almost failing, I actually got second honors the whole, the whole year because I actually focused more on my work than I did with the other people. And we had to do an art project and just be going back to the whole music thing is my art project was you either had to use pieces of paper to create a picture, like a bigger picture with those pieces of paper, or you like write the word of the color a million times to create the picture. And my art project was to do the, the, the color words over and over again in the form of the Simon and Garfunkel bookends cover, <laughs> album cover. 
I bet you majority of the kids either, if unless they had parents who was listening to that and also enjoyed it, um, probably were like, I don't know who this is. This chick's weird. So be it. In high school, I there I got into uh, Duran Duran, so I was like moving up <laughs> generations. I'm just a little behind. I was listening to a lot of Duran Duran. The one song that got me through a lot of it was, and like in my memory-inducing music, I post about Ordinary World, and another well-written song. And good job, Simon Lebon, um, for writing that song. And it talks about finding a world that, you know, that you can survive in and that, you know, you can't cry for yesterday. I mean, go listen to it. It's awesome. Like, you can look up the lyrics, please. It's, it's a great song. I remember going onto the bus, immediately sitting by whatever empty seat, right by the window taking out my cd player putting on my headphones and putting it on i would deliberately make sure i couldn't hear anything above my music like i i couldn't hear anything it was just my music and i just wanted to tune everything out because to this day, um, because of all the whispering behind my back and like w stuff that I knew was being talked about about me in school, when I'm at work or even out and I hear whispering behind me, I automatically start getting anxious and stressed because I think, you know, it's not, I know that majority of the time, and I want to say 99.9% .9 of the time, no one is actually talking about me because no one knows who the heck I am or even cares. So, but in school, it was obvious, I knew it was about me because I could hear it. But, and hence the reason why anytime I had the chance, I would put my headphones on so I couldn't hear it, so it wouldn't bother me. So I'd be somewhere else. But even today, even to this day, I have issues when I hear whispering and I'm just, it's automatically, I start like getting, my heart starts to pound, I feel sick. And I know that, like, or I don't know, but I, I just assume that people are like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Is something wrong with me? Is my shirt ripped? Is it down? Like what, I don't know what it is, but something's obviously wrong because they're talking about me. And I know now, current day, it's, that's not the case, but from those instances, it's made me be really jumpy about that stuff. And to further still push the fact of bullying in school is horrible, I would leave early from lunch and homeroom when I was able to so that I could get to my class before anybody else, my, the classroom, so one, I could get the furthest back seat so nobody could sit behind me, so nobody could walk behind me or go up the steps behind me because I didn't want anybody to, I didn't want to give them any reason to say anything. I just wanted to be away. I didn't want people near me. I would make sure I would get to my locker before anybody else, or I would make sure I had everything with me so I didn't have to go to my locker. So I didn't have to be surrounded by people. And I have that issue now where if anybody's behind me walking, I walk faster so I could get away. It's like I'm being chased, but I'm not. 
And even like I walk very fast now regularly because that's how I did it in school. And it's kind of like I've kept with it. Like I just need to get to my destination to get whatever it is I need to get done done so I can get back to my original, my origin and sit down and be left alone. It's hard to live that way because you are constantly having a lot of stuff going on in your head, like wondering what's being said, what people think, whether or not it matters. Like it really doesn't because you are you and you do you, as they say now. Having that for so many years of what may or may not have been wrong with you it really affects you in the long term to the point where it's spilling over into my, my professional life where I can't even, it's, it's crippling. There are days where it's crippling, where I can't handle it, where I feel like the anxiety is so, so high. And when I, I've, I had gotten a job in 2008 at a heating and cooling company, and for the first three years, I put my headphones on and I listened to my music and I heard nothing else. The girl that I sat next to, unfortunately, was someone who made it a point to make it feel like I was in high school again. Whatever was wrong with me, she would say something about if I made a mistake, she made sure everybody knew. She was, um, she was a bitch. Yeah. And for no reason, I didn't know her from Adam. Like, I didn't, I didn't know her in school. I didn't know her anywhere. I've never seen her in my entire life until I worked there. And she's one of those fake people who will talk about you. And I knew for a fact she was because other people told me as well as there was an instance where we had like a messenger service on our computer to talk to other people in the office. And she, I was talking about something about my son and she made a comment to someone else but she sent it to me by accident, which was super embarrassing for her, which, you know, haha, you're an idiot. But um, my heart dropped and my stomach dropped like, really? Like we're doing this? Like how old are we? I thought I was in high school eight years ago. Like what the hell? So uh, eventually my best friends whom I met at this job eventually got me to talk more, to get out more. She would like, you know, she was very, very um, persistent to make sure that I came out of my shell, regardless of what this chick said. And eventually that girl left, thank God. And also I started to sit next to my best friend, which was the best ever. I enjoyed every moment of, I didn't mind coming into work because I was next to my best friend. We had awesome conversation. The work wasn't ridiculously hard. I wasn't stressed. It was the best. And my current job now, like the people I work with now are very nice. But there are younger people who remind me of high school girls that I have like issues with. Like when I have to walk down the hallways to go and deliver something like I have problems. And like I said, it just kind of like reignites everything. So I've had my days now currently where I'm like, I don't want to go into work, but it's not very, it's not bad. Nobody wants to go into work. I understand that. But my reason is not because of the work. I actually enjoy it. I actually enjoy being busy. It's, a, it's the people. If I didn't have to work with people, I'd be totally fine. And here I am taking a communication course in Drexel and wanting to 
do this podcast and be involved with other people and be communicating and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, technically, this isn't communicating in a sense of like a back and forth. But eventually, I would like to have people on here, like I keep saying. But anyhow, so music is, you can see throughout all of this, these highs and lows, and a lot of it stemmed from having to live with horrible bullying majority of my school time. And people then wonder why I never wanted to go to the high school reunions. Hmm. Let me think about that one. So, yeah, it's not, it's hard. I survived. I'm alive. And it's a lot more to, I can say than some. And it's a shame because there is nothing wrong with you. And I hope somebody who's out there who is dealing with something like this. And I, I feel for you because I didn't have social media back then we had AOL and instant messenger but nothing like social not Facebook not not even MySpace really and uh Twitter all this stuff we did not have that so I didn't need I'm sure it would have been worse if I had social media at that time and then all the stuff about me might have been plastered all over the internet but just so you know there is nothing wrong with you there's something wrong with those individuals who had to make fun of you for whatever reason and in the end, you will be fine. I say, like, I still have issues now, but that's something I have to work through. And so do we all. And it's not like everybody's perfect. That's for darn sure. But it's, I survived, and I feel better with who I am now than I ever have. And I think this blog, this podcast, this talking, this moving forward with what I want to do, regardless of my fears, it's a lot. And believe me, just recording this and posting these online I get so nervous because I particularly don't like my voice I'm gonna do it because I want to get out there I want people to 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 read my stuff I feel like I have something to say I feel like I have something to say that somebody would want to hear or want to read about and I have such great ideas and creative ideas that I need to do this in order to be seen so here I am <laughs> Fears and all, I'm doing it. And in the process, to segue back to what I was talking about, music has always played a central part of what I do. I listen to music during my schoolwork. I listen to music at work. I listen to music while I'm doing my, my blogs, my writing, in the car, <laughs> anywhere there's a, like sometimes to bed. I haven't done that in a while mainly because I don't sleep very well. So I'm trying to like, okay, if I'm not listening to music, maybe it'll help me get to sleep soundly because then I'll fall asleep with it on and then I'll eventually get back up because it's, you know, wakes me up or whatever. Music is it's central to me and it makes no sense to me when there are people out there who really don't listen to music because I'm like, how do you survive? I don't understand. Like it's a part of me and it speaks to me it lifts me up and it helped me to survive if it wasn't for Duran Duran's Ordinary World if it wasn't for Depeche Mode's Walking in My Shoes or Free State great song by the way 
listen to it. Depeche Mode was my was my jam in high school. It was um, they were of a darker <laughs> viewpoint, like not so like happy go lucky and peaches and cream because that's my life wasn't that way. So they were perfect as an anthem. But there were some great songs that like you know try walking in my shoes. Uh, Free State was uh, Step Out of Your Cage and Onto the Stage. It's Time to Start Playing Your Part, which, come on. <laughs> it's literally talking right to me like, hey, you can do this. Get out there and do what you need to do. Whether they were talking to me, I don't really care. But it was talking to me to make sure that I kept going. So even though this is necess not necessarily nostalgic to you in a sense of like I did mention uh, Green Day but like Duran Duran, Depeche Mode well Depeche Mode when that song Free State came out was 1997 so that's when I was first in high school so technically that is an original song from then it's just Depeche Mode is an older band but regardless it's nostalgic to me because that is what I listen to along with you know, whatever might have been out at the time, but not as much. Uh, they were the highlights. They were my mainstays that I consistently and still listen to. Just to kind of reiterate, music, central point of my life. Yes, I was badly bullied, and it still affects me now. But there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's always a, it's a struggle, but I'm getting through it. And I know that you can, too, if you are struggling. All you have to do is you can talk to people. I have a tendency to, I talk to myself a lot. Not to sound crazy, but I actually record myself in the car a lot, mainly because if there's something bothering me, I will uh, record myself talking about it to talk it out. It's almost like a therapy session. I've only seen a therapist twice and that's recent because I needed to talk to somebody. I only had, uh, I've, I've only only recently done therapy uh, these la uh, like last two weeks, actually, because my doctor mentioned about it would be good to talk to somebody. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's, def it's different. Um, the only people that I've ever talked to about anything would be my mom or my, f my best friend. Or any of my, like, I've talked to my friends about some things, some things, but not everything. I'm, I try to be open about stuff. I'm not necessarily, like, ooh, mysterious and, like, oh, what secrets does she have? Like, I'll tell you. If you ask me, I will tell you. I don't care. But, yeah, the therapy is interesting. We'll see how that goes. But um, music definitely is pretty much a therapy for me as well as, like, the recordings that I do when I have, or writing. That's that's a big therapy for me, especially in high school. I did so many poems, emotionally charged poems, because, you know, you're a teenager and there's a lot of stuff going on. So I have a lot of them. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit more of a dour uh, episode, but it's, you know, perhaps you had the same dealings when you were a kid around that time and what you had to deal with. But it was mo mainly about how music kind of integrated itself into me and my life and how it saved me and continues to support me. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll check out my other podcasts on my website. 
this will actually be my episode number four out of the five I have up because the introductory one is, is uh, episode zero. So I should be able to post these up on Spotify because I think you needed to have five. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know how any, like, like I said, this is new to me, but I have them up on my website. So regardless, they're there for the public to see. It's just not on a, a main app, which will be soon. So, um, and also check out my blog, the ones that I mentioned and anything else that you have on there. I do try and do the blogs two times a week and the podcast one time a week. And I'm doing an offshoot. I'm still <laughs> working on my son to help me with doing ones for gaming. We'll see if that happens. He doesn't really want to be recorded. So he's 15. What do you want? But in the interim, we'll see how that goes. And I'll be posting at least once a week for the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed. And this is That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And this is Gabrielle signing off.